This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, it's Love on the Line. Oh my goodness, it sure is. <laughs> it is excellent. It, it truly is, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, it was clearly meant to be aired before the last episode. Oh my god, 100%. I don't know what happened here or who <laughs> fucked up, but yeah, these these are completely in the wrong order, for sure. Uh, because as will become very clear, this was definitely meant to come before The Stolen Diary. Yes. <laughs> well, we begin in the Moon Beach, where Winston responds to the waitress giving him his milkshake with konnichiwa. Hmm, yes. <laughs> and... Todd the ignoramus says bless you ha 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 Uh, but Winston says it's a Japanese greeting yeah although he does seem to say it instead of thank you uh, yeah that's true in in the context (laughs) but yes he's learning Japanese and uh, I think is it Liz or somebody says how cool Mm. it is that his family is taking in an exchange student Um, so they're all excited to meet this person and Winston is like yeah I just don't expect him to be as cool as me um but they're like oh when is he getting here and Winston looks at his watch and he's like oh not for another like uh he's like oh no 10 minutes <laughs> so he needs to get out of here quickly but he's got a milkshake to drink first <laughs> <laughs> but when he slurps his milkshake he gets a shock oh no yeah he's kind of like trying to get words out and they're like what's wrong with you and he eventually kind of spits out oh god hot sauce uh so he runs over to the counter of the the moon beach where there's a big jug of water kind of throws that into him and bruce is sitting there looking delighted with himself and he's like ah i see you've tried uh patman's pepper shake did i mention i put it in the water too so poor winston ends up like spitting water all over the place because we're back into like winston and bruce's kind of prank war has uh has resurfaced it seems like it certainly has um and when yeah when winston drinks some water to cool his uh his hot sauce uh burns winston or bruce goes did i mention i put it in the water too and winston does the giantest (laughs) spit take of all time it's quite impressive actually he gets good uh range i'd say on that he does well we (laughs) cut to the Teen Crisis Center. Oh my God, did not see this coming. <laughs> no, neither did I. Project Youth, is it you? <laughs> Sadly, they don't mention the name, but it clearly is. And who should be manning the phones but Manny? I guess also it's overseen by Mr. Collins. Was it Mr. Collins? I thought it was, yeah. I just said thought it was some random supervisor. <laughs> now I did watch this episode on my phone. He's that unremarkable, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Mr. Collins. <laughs> oh my god! Or the version of mm. Mr. 
call it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Manny is on the phone chatting to someone about his boxer shorts and the supervisor tells him off for talking to his girlfriend and while well, he's on duty, but it's not his girlfriend. <laughs> it's his mom. Oh, <laughs> Manny! Come on, Manny. That's it, because he ends the call going, okay, I love you. And it's like, stop calling your girlfriend. It's like, it was my mother. <laughs> well, another one of our faves is in another cubicle, in a cardigan. It's oh, Enid. It's, hooray, there she is now. Uh, yeah, she is chatting away to a guy called Mike, uh, who they're very kind of... They keep kind of showing flashes of him in like a phone box talking to her, like he's really mysterious or something. <laughs> but we do see like the the crest of like a Bridgewater, like a varsity jacket, which was exciting because Bridgewater is also a proper it is. SPH reference, which we always love to see. Um, and yeah, it seems like they've been chatting for a while or like that he calls, like, again, I don't know how this hotline operates, but it seems like he calls her specifically on this hotline quite a bit. Um, yeah, they seem to, to have a bit her. of kind of... I have no idea. Is it like, oh, it's Mike. Enid, you better take this. <laughs> like, they, they have this kind of flirty banter going on. And uh, yeah, so there's, a, there's kind of a, a bit of chemistry there between them. Yes, but she is giving him some advice because he's talking, he wants to talk about his parents' divorce and she has been mm. through, you know, her parents are divorced too. And so um, when the, the call is... Um, when they've been on the phone for a few minutes they get which we got here just got a sort of a beeping noise but apparently there they did get an operator or maybe even maybe a recorded message saying your you know your three minutes are up mm. um so she's like what you're calling from a payphone and he jokes about he just had to he was just changing into his superman costume we thought he'd check in with her and Edith's clearly mm-hmm. smitten oh um, and he suggests they talk in person and she's like, are you asking me out? And he says, would you say yes? And oh. it's kind of cute. It actually is quite cute. Usually the kind of flirty banter isn't great, but uh, but it's, it's, it's endearing because I guess yes. maybe just because we love Enid so much. It could be that. <laughs> well, Winston, meanwhile, has rushed to the airport looking for passengers from Tokyo, which apparently has direct flights to Serene Valley. <laughs> I mean, they're on a major route, you know, it's it's not unusual to drop in there before you go address Congress. So I mean Oh that's true. Why not? Good point. <laughs> well Winston is all worried about his poor exchange student. He thinks he's lost with no way to communicate with anyone at the mercy of the cruel USA without me to protect him. And then this handsome dude is chilling with and reading an English newspaper and introduces himself. Uh, says Winston Egbert and Winston quite charmingly responds in Japanese it, it's very sweet actually yeah he's making an effort he's he's been using his little phrase book uh, so yeah so this is our actual proper introduction to Koichi yeah um, and Koichi in perfect English says oh you know okay glad uh, nice to meet you I made reservations tonight for La Maison and two air hostesses strut past and say see you tonight Koichi yeah, because it turns out Koichi is cool as fucking hell. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, we have dates tonight. And a delighted Winston just throws away his phrase book. <laughs> I mean, Winston, Koichi could still teach you some Japanese, so maybe. Well, that's also true. but still, uh, It's but, delightful. Yeah. But yeah, as and a, Koichi's as, a very cool dude and they're a great duo. They yeah. really are. So it, it is, um, they're, they're great fun together. So I'm mm. enjoying Happy Winston. Yeah. So at school, a cheery Enid comes into the bathroom um, full of the joys of spring and announces she has a date tonight 
And uh, Lila says, with whom? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Enid's like, oh, you know what? You, you wouldn't know him. Uh, so Jessica's like, oh, he can't be anybody important. So if we don't know him, uh, just dismissive as usual. Um, and actually, my only other note here for this scene is everyone is dressed badly here. <laughs> really are. Now, and Enid's not the worst. No, no, actually, Enid is probably the best dressed of them, but there's so much kind of beige going on. It was just like... So much beige. A lot of beige, a lot of waistcoats. Yeah, mm. it wasn't particularly into any of these outfits. I mean, I can tell you that waistcoats were not cool in 1995. We're in 1995 <laughs> at this stage. Like, <laughs> Well, I wore a waistcoat for my um, confirmation, uh, which might have been... Not a million miles away from 1995, I guess. Uh, and it was it was cool. I wore like a granddad shirt and my brown suede waistcoat and I looked cool. Oh, okay. So now I can see that. I can see it off. Um, well, uh, apparently Edith reveals that she can't give any details uh, without betraying his confidence. But she met him mm. on the t- up through the teen hotline and his name is Mike. Yes. And uh, Winston and Koichi arrive at school and Winston is very impressed by Koichi's dad's job. Yeah, and I, I kind of thought this was going to go somewhere, but uh turns out Koichi's dad makes rubber food. Uh, and for some reason, Koichi has a briefcase with a fake steak in it. That a he's brought to giant briefcase. <laughs> Huge briefcase with this big rubber, like, fillet steak in it. And uh, Winston's really impressed by it. He's like, that's the most amazing fake filet mignon I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they're they're delighted um, with each other, clearly. And meanwhile, Enid is revealing that she's never actually met Michael. She just talked to him on the phone. And um, Liz hopes that he's hot in person just before Winston introduces Koichi to the girls. And Liz, and in fairness, I don't think, Liz, it is being patronising of Liz to say, oh my God, your English is amazing because he sounds American. He, yeah, he's, he, I mean, the actor clearly, <laughs> almost certainly is American. Well, maybe he is, American. I don't know, but he, he definitely, if you. He has an American accent, yeah. Yes, and uh, sounds like, um, you know, he's always spoken English. In fact, he reveals he's had an English tutor since he was three. Yeah, and he also watches American movies on cable, so this explains his accent away. Um, but it's funny, though, because Jessica kind of walks by completely uninterested, and Winston's like, oh, this is Koichi, you know, if, if you want to say hi to Koichi or whatever, and she's like, yeah, hi, Koichi, and just walks past. And it's like, Koichi is an extremely handsome dude. Yeah, and for some not... reason, like, weirdly, Jessica's just like, ugh, whatever, some other nerd hanging out with Winston. And it's like, these are two extremely attractive guys. What's going on here? I know. And even if you could, ex- like, excuse her ignoring Winston because of familiarity, I just don't, yes. I don't get that you would see Koichi and not be like, hmm. How would you not look at him and go, holy shit? Also, when you think <laughs> of some gorgeous. of the middle-aged dads she's exactly. got after. Her type is a middle-aged dad in khakis. Yeah. <laughs> Actual hot dude is too much. Yeah. Just, just she, she can't even see him. Basically, not interested. Yeah, but he's also he obviously didn't realize this, which was a twin. He's like, there are two of them, and Winston says, "Welcome to America." Yes, famously the only country in the world that has twins. Yeah. <laughs> well, later on, Winston and Koichi emerge from the arcade, which is in the back of the Moon Beach, and actually, I guess that was in it before because of all the Gold Fowler. Yes, indeed. All that free play carry on. <laughs> And Winston's never heard of anyone getting so many points in the game that they were playing that I initially thought was called Cyber Ghost, but I guess it's Ghost. 
I would say so. <laughs> Seems more likely than goat. <laughs> yes. And Koichi says, oh, he, he's just, he'd have done better, but he was a bit jet lagged. And he does this like cool pen spinning thing, which Winston <laughs> is just like, oh my God, I've never been able to cool my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Winston introduces Koichi to Lila, who's wearing a woolen waistcoat uh, at the counter with Jessica. And she's charmed. She paws his cardigan. Yeah, he's wearing this big kind of beige cardigan. But like, you know, I was giving out about beige clothes earlier, but he he looks good on him. He, he can it pull work. it off, yeah. He definitely can. And Lila's like, ooh, mohair. She's like, oh, finally, someone who appreciates haute couture. She's like, we'll have to, we'll have to go shopping together. <laughs> and Jessica makes a jibe about what, you know, going shopping with Lila is just having to spend hours telling her she's not doesn't look fat. Ugh. Um, and Jessica or Lila suggests that Jessica shows Koichi around and Jessica isn't impressed as if she's been landed with some dweeb which he just blatantly isn't it's so weird and also because this whole episode is about how fucking cool Koichi is so it's not it's not like it's just us you know seeing that like say Winston is a really hot guy but they yeah. all think of him as like nerdy Winston that like mm. whatever like Koichi is objectively cool and the whole point of this episode is what a deadly person he is yeah. <laughs> so it's very strange her whole reaction to him is really weird makes no sense mm. so uh yeah the mean Koichi is bonding with Bruce over tennis and now this sort of puts a damper on Winston's delight in his new pal because he and he says oh of all the millions of exchange students in the world I get the Japanese Bruce and <laughs> he drags Koichi away and tells him look I know you seem to be bonding with Bruce there, but he's a dickhead, basically. And he put hot yes. sauce in my milkshake just yesterday. Oh. But I love Koichi's response. Oh, he's so good. Although, yeah, there is a kind of a cringy bit. Oh, there's like... great, yes, there's some Orientalism yeah. coming oh, up. But... It's grim. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he kind of says to Winston, oh, you know, things aren't always what they seem in Japan. And then I just wrote down, cue Eastern music. Oh, no. Oh, yes, the Eastern <laughs> sort of... Oh, it's, yeah, it's a really cringy. Um, but like literally, as he says the words in Japan, this kind of kicks in in the background. It's just mm. like, oh God, please stop. Uh, but he just says, you know, when you dislike someone, you smile, you nod, and you say yes to everything they say. And Winston's like, really? And he just goes, yes. <laughs> Very pointed. And then they both and laugh. Yeah, they both have a like, ah, I see what you did there yes. kind of a moment. And I just, they are pals. And I do love the way that when he, you know, when. He, uh, when he realizes that, uh, like that, he has clearly seen through Bruce from the start. Yes. So oh yeah, yeah. When he He's says absolutely. things aren't always what they seem, it is a delightful relief that he is yeah. going to be sort of Bruce's <laughs> best pal. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> so Liz, wearing a frankly deranged <laughs> lace-up waistcoat that's like something out of a Renaissance fair. <laughs> I couldn't. I was trying to. I tried to take notes describing it, and I just like had like dot 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 white shirt with baffling top over. <laughs> so it was like crop top, laced up shit corset. What is it? <laughs> I don't lace up waistcoat. But there you go. <laughs> you were much more succinct than me. I just kept writing down words because I was just like, I don't know what this is. Well, I mean, is it a waistcoat or not? What is going on? It's very strange. Um. So, uh, yeah, she comes downstairs and just finds Enid in her kitchen. I guess. Yeah, apparently Enid wants to join Liz and Todd uh, on their movie date. Uh, and this is meant to be the night of her date with Mike. So yeah. Liz is like, what about Mike? Uh, and Enid's like, oh, you know, he's probably not my type. And just kind of brushes her off and she's like, so will we go see Deadly Attraction or Fatal Desire? <laughs> I do quite like that. Yeah. not trying not to get sued over here <laughs> but uh yeah Enid kind of eventually comes clean and, and admits that uh Mike is this like 
popular quarterback and she's like what if I'm not pretty enough for him uh, and kind of yeah reveals that she's just feeling really insecure about actually meeting him in real life mm, yes but that also says like oh, uh, um, you know, what if he looks like Porky Pig <laughs> they went for a bit of Looney Tunes aren't yeah. they like Elmer Fudd and Porky Pig it's true <laughs> third one now. in the writing room like get a Looney Tunes reference in call somebody <laughs> Bugs I can't wait for Wiley Coyote to turn up. Drop <laughs> <laughs> an anvil on Jessica. Yeah, always good. Well, this says Porky's cute. Yeah. Um, so just stop panicking. Like, it'll be grand. He'll yeah. be a nice regular guy. Cush to Enid dancing <laughs> into the moon beach, singing, I've got a date with the regular guy. I love it. <laughs> She's so cute. Oh, oh, she is her and Lila, just the best. It's so funny. But yeah, she as she's dancing up, she kind of like reverses towards the doors and just like fully crashes into people that are leaving the diner. And they're like, hey, what fucking watch where you're going? Well, she comes in and she sees somebody who's clearly Mike wearing a Bridgewater Letterman jacket. And um he he's what passes for a hunk in the Sweet Valley universe. I guess, yeah. even though like Koichi's right there, that's an actual fucking hunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, Enid is clearly uh, impressed and she approaches and he's like, oh, can I, and sort of stands there next to him and he's like, oh, can I help you? And then she says, I need a napkin and she runs away with the whole box. She just grabs the box and legs it like all the way outside. <laughs> it's just like, oh, Enid, no, she really fully panics. Like, And who should she bump into out there? Oh, there is Jess. Yeah, mm. hanging out. She's after pulling up in the Jeep, I think. So um, She is, yeah. Uh, of all the people to run into. But yeah, Enid is just like, oh God, I just made a total fool of myself in front of Mike. Please help me. You've got to help me. Mm. Tell him I'm having an asthma attack. <laughs> and uh, yeah, why are you confiding in Jess? Like, haven't you learned, Enid? I love oh. you, but really. You can't tell this bitch anything. No. And uh, Jessica uh, is like, oh, your blind date. How many heads does he have? And mm-hmm. Enid asks her, ask Jessica to go in with her and make him think that Enid's cool. Um, uh, why again are you trusting her? But anyway, <laughs> and Jessica says, oh, what do I look like? A miracle worker. But Enid says, if Mike sees her with Jess, he'll think she's popular. And just like, Ooh, this makes sense. So she comes <laughs> in and says, which one is Mike? And when she sees him, what does she do? This sneaky bitch. She, uh, well, she obviously fancies him because he's mm. your standard mediocre hunk mm. and uh, introduces herself as Enid. <gasps> and uh, he's like, oh, I thought we could uh, stay here and talk. And she's like, oh, that's boring. I'll take you to where the real action is. And poor Enid is horrified and clutches her giant box of napkins. <laughs> two of them strut out. It's so bad. Yeah, she's just fully betrayed in full sight. It's pretty bad. Well, we cut to the next day at school and there was a hilarious shot. Pan- Whoa. My phone just fell off the desk. I was so impressed by this shot. Your phone was like, it's never going to get better than this and it's flung itself to the ground. <laughs> So yeah, the shot pans across the in, from the inside perspective of the lockers as each girl opened them. So it starts with uh, Enid opening the door. We see from inside the lockers perspective of Enid opening the door of her locker saying, Jessica knew how much Mike meant to me. And then we cut slide across and Liz's locker door opens and we see her face apologizing. And then we cut across to Lila. 
god. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, Mike, this is such a coup. <laughs> Mike Montrell, apparently. Is that his name? Yes. Okay, yeah, I missed, I missed, I couldn't make out his surname, so I was just like, Mike, something, something. Yes. <laughs> this is such a coup. And then we slide over to evil Jessica opening her locker and saying, you know I only collect the best. Oh, boo. And then we cut back to a regular viewpoint of all four of the girls as Liz tell, you know, says, how could you to Jessica? Jessica's response is so bitchy and mean. Oh, it's so mean. Yeah, she's like to Enid, she's kind of saying, well, you wanted him to think you were cool. And now he does mm. uh, and says, you know, like it wouldn't have worked out anyway with him and Enid. He's way out of her league. <gasps> Lila is there looking absolutely delighted with the whole thing. And yet another waistcoat and a denim <laughs> shirt. Yes, a, indeed. A root and sort of look. Ooh. And um, Edith says she'll tell him all. But Jessica's like, oh, he know you put me up to it. And would shake his belief in the hotline. And uh, and then and she'll say that Edith only wanted to go out with him. If, if Edith tells them the truth, Jessica hmm. will say that Edith only wanted to go out with him so she could... Be, finally be in the popular crowd and says when he sees you he'll know it's true oh so mean I did not like this bit no and and I mean we love Lila but she looks truly evil and smug as the mm. devilish duo yes. strut off giggling away boo so Liz says Edith has to call Mike and tell him the truth but Edith says he'll think she's a loser and besides you know he's going through a hard time she can't disillusion him I guess I guess I don't know. <laughs> so Liz says she can't let Jess have him, but she says she has no intention of letting that happen. Mm, yes, I was happy actually here to see that Enid actually had something of a plan going yeah. on or ticking away. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, pretty much straight away. So at the hotline, she answers the phone to Mike, who asks if she was OK, because uh, apparently like they didn't have much to talk about on their date. Oh, yeah, he kind of says, look, I know first dates can be kind of weird, uh, and I've, but I've been thinking about you uh, all day and, and, you know, and about the kiss. Oh. So Ian's just like, oh, fuck. Then he says, he's made reservations for a balloon ride. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but Enid is kind of like, oh, no, um, um, she kind of almost tells him the truth, yeah. but sort of loses her nerve again and says, oh, no, I'm afraid of heights. Uh, but he's like, but you said you always wanted to go up on a hot air balloon. So she's just like, mm, let's go play miniature golf instead. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, miniature golf? Um, and uh, he's like, uh, OK. <laughs> so at the moon beach, a hot girl introduces herself to Koichi and Winston tells Todd and Liz that Koichi already has more friends than him. Poor Winston oh. can't even do the pen trick yet. Oh no, yeah, he tries to do the spinny pen thing and he ends up dropping it in, as I've written down, Liz's gross plate of chips and ketchup. Oh, yeah, the chips at the Moon Beach do not look good. <laughs> they really don't. But yeah, so he's just kind of, he looks a bit sad actually because yeah. Koichi is such a hit and he's just kind of like, God, he's so popular so quickly. Uh, and he's kind of like, God, he's just better than me at everything. But um, this is like, you know, he's not trying to compete with you. But Winston's like, that's what makes it so irritating. <laughs> and then Enid zooms up in what I can only describe as a lime green triumph. <laughs> it's lime green and she is triumphant. That is true. Oh, that is true. And she basically she almost, says... She almost, uh, she almost drives over Winston, though, as she's coming up. I mean, she's a terrible driver. Sorry, Enid. But... <laughs> yeah. And she says, hop in, it's an emergency. <laughs> we have to play miniature golf. 
<laughs> she's like, Liz, Todd, get in quickly. <laughs> and they're like, oh God, what's going on? But uh, yeah, that's that's the emergency. It's time to go play crazy golf. Mm. Um, and Todd's kind of like, as long as I get the red ball. <laughs> <It's> like, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so uh, it turns out that she wants Liz to pretend to be Jessica as Enid. Uh, and Todd is like, so you're going to be Jess being Enid and Enid is going to be Liz. Then who am I? <laughs> Two girls at the same time are just like, you're you. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Todd is kind of struggling with this whole plan. I mean, it's quite complicated. For us. So Mike arrives and embraces Liz uh, as Enid, who introduces her best friend, Elizabeth, and her boyfriend, Todd. <laughs> Todd and Mike do this really weird like jealous like manly handshake where they're both I don't know I don't know is it Todd instigating it because obviously I think it's Todd it's the Mike fist is all of fury over but, oh that's true that's what it is it's the fists bursting out but Mike is also kind of like gripping really like unnecessarily mm. hard as well and the pair of them are just doing this weird strange handshake thing yes but um, yeah it's uh, it's pretty funny but yeah Mike just has the arm thrown around Liz and as they're kind of following on behind Todd and Ian right there and Todd's just like I'm gonna kill that guy <laughs> <laughs> the catchphrase is back <laughs> I was I was pleased I was pleased to hear so it happy. Because then Enid kind of says, but Todd, she's supposed to be me. <laughs> and Todd's like, then you should kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's farming out his, his killing guy duties. He's on a roll here. <laughs> well, Mike starts, to, uh, this is actually, I do enjoy this. Mike starts talking about his parents to who he thinks is Enid. But Liz, who's doing a perfect Jessica <laughs> Um, and I have to say that the, the Daniels twins are really coming into their own at this stage because it is always very clear which one is which, even though like and it is through their acting. Because That's true. Yeah, she was 100 percent Liz before she started putting on this act. And unless they literally swapped twins, she is suddenly, you know, when she's Jess, she is Jess. Very true. And actually, even I feel like in the last episode, when like Jess was on the phone to your man, Chris, and oh, pretending yeah. to be Liz, like she she did even sound like their voices are slightly different or they speak differently as Liz and as Jess or something anyway. But she they could really nail each other's characters when they're needing to do like a twin switch kind of thing. Like they are very good at that, I feel like. yeah, Yes. Um, so she points while Mike is mid sad story about his parents or trying to start a sad, sto- a sad story about his parents <laughs> she uh, points uh, to one of the miniature golf settings and says look a castle I was born to live in a castle <laughs> and he's like okay and then when she goes up to I don't know it's some sort of place where staff are she starts like banging on the counter and say, of the castle <laughs> and saying hello can we get some service <laughs> yeah she just starts being a massive bitch and it is just such an instant switch it's so good it's really well done <laughs> and then it kicks off <laughs> a miniature golf montage yay <laughs> I'm so happy that this is a recurring thing and they haven't let us down yet it's just it's so exciting every time <laughs> no and this one starts out with Liz who was being extremely obnoxious in her ill-fitting fawn dungarees <laughs> saying ladies first and kicking off at one of the miniature golf um, settings I've never played miniature golf so I don't really understand really? no but, oh, but crazy golf oh crazy golf is the best golf no, it's, not, it's the only sort of golf I'd be interested in playing but I never it's have so it's great crack <laughs> well over the course of uh, another sort of hazy generic indie 
girl singer hmm. tune. <laughs> we see Jess or Liz, I should say, repeatedly cheating, putting on lipstick when other people are trying to play. And best of all is what happens every time Mike puts his arm around her. <laughs> It is Toddles. Oh God, this just—it's so funny because yeah, there's like Mike and uh, like Liz as as Jess as Enid getting kind of cozy, and Todd is just watching, enraged, and like snaps his golf club in half. Oh, and it keeps they keep doing sort of repeat shots of it so it's sort of so always like, going boing, 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 boing. there's all these the really weird sound effects as well they're putting in all these weird like boing 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 kind of noises and they really got their money's worth out of that shot of Todd snapping the golf club because they show that about eight times <laughs> but they it is really hilarious. do it's sort of like repeat the shot repeat the shot yeah yeah <laughs> It's great. But yeah, the, the the main kind of thrust of the montage is just Liz being a massive bitch and like she hits a ball into water and gets Mike to go in after it uh, like numerous times. Um, also, Todd, actually, it kind of shows him having a go at the, the crazy golf, but like he's doing massive fucking PGA Tour golf swings and it's like the hole is like six feet away. What are you doing? <laughs> like he's massively hammering this golf ball and like smashes a window and everything. But, oh. but yeah, the uh, the main point of it is just Liz being a massive bitch. Yes. <laughs> it's very funny. And Todd being enraged by her faking yeah. it with Mike. Yeah. It's great. Well, cut to the mean moon beach where Koichi presents Bruce with a gift from Winston, he says. Yeah, so it's a burger, like a plate with a burger and chips on it. Uh, and Bruce is like, okay, cool, nice one, like bites in. Uh, and then it's kind of chewing and kind of pulls something out of it. And he's like, what is happening here? And he's like, oh, it looks like an octopus tentacle. Um, and it kind of shows the rest of the table. They're like, uh, where is the rest of it? And obviously the word octopus has summoned Patty because she's suddenly <laughs> here as well at the table. <laughs> Octopatty's back. She's back in spirit. Um, so they're all kind of laughing and they're like, oh God, you're eating octopus? Ooh. And uh, yeah, Bruce runs off and everybody laughs. And Manny's like, oh, nice one, Winston. That was hilarious. And Winston's kind of looking around like, what? What's actually happening? But then he sees Koichi like kind of around a corner giving him a nod. And there's and more of this grin. cringy. It's so cute. It's very cute. But there is more of that cringy music again here where it's like, ah, oh, why is Koichi? And it's like, oh, please stop. Yeah, um, it is always but, sort of like, uh, Oh, it's so bad. But, why? Because uh, he's a good character and he's not a stereotype. Like, why very are true. you? Yeah, he's very this? cool. He's, he's like a cool charmer. Um, very true. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, he gives Winston the nod anyway. So Winston takes the credit and he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I am hilarious." Yes. And uh, he's kind of back, back in good spirits again now yeah. because he's it's like he's gotten revenge on Bruce without really having to do anything. Yes. So nice one. And as my notes say, I love this duo. Yeah, they're so good. I love them. Well, at miniature golf, Liz is still being incredibly obnoxious and is telling Mike, move, you're blocking my light. <laughs> She's so mean. And he's like, what has gone into you? <laughs> yeah, he's completely confused. He's just like, you were acting so different. He's like, where is like that warmth that I heard on the phone? Um, and then this is actually quite cruel because like he obviously had been, you know, talking about stuff that was very important mm. to him on this hotline. And Liz, you know, again, pretending to be Jess is like, oh, you want me to be like I was on the phone? That's just acting. Do you really expect me to care about what you were saying? Uh, I was like, this is a really weird plan, you guys, because yeah. like, to be fair to Mike, he's like, he's not a bad no, guy. He's, he's nice. just he's someone who's been tricked. And now you're kind of telling him that uh, I know it's like to, to prove that Jess isn't a good person, but like you're actually just being mean here now for no good reason. <laughs> yes. 
and they um she she actually she just goes you're getting a zit and goes off <laughs> walks and again like she is nailing Jess yeah. to be fair to her. but she gets Enid to tap in she's like it's working he totally hates me now that <laughs> says I think he could use you right about now mm. so Enid goes over to him and um while Liz goes and finds Todd and kisses him and says oh it's great Mike's just starting to hate me and when Enid finds Mike he's playing air hockey aka the greatest game of all time wish there were more places for me to play air hockey because I love it no. we don't <laughs> yeah, have, he's, we don't he's have very, air hockey centres that's true we don't but my uh, like arcade kind of or like game of choice would be skee-ball I started playing it oh. on holidays and turned out I was randomly really good at it so now I love it <laughs> good at air hockey as well um, hmm. but I have very very few opportunities to play it yeah. a fewer and fewer in the times we live in right now as well it's like I'm not touching anything in here true well um, Enid uh, asks what's up and he's like oh it was Enid who you know is as he thinks of <laughs> Jess or yes. Lynn being Jess. <laughs> and he says, look, on the phone, we have great, you know, basically great vibes. But in person, she's really obnoxious. And Edith says, maybe she's nervous. And he's like, well, maybe I was expecting too much. But then he says, because he clearly is a decent guy. He's like, but I don't want her to think I'm ignoring her now. You know, we're meant to be out on a date together. I better go and find her. And that's even <laughs> is like, what am I, an idiot? She realizes she's like, just facilitating this. She kind of forgot what the plan was or something because she's like, oh, you know, give her time. And it's like, damn it, Enid, what are you doing? This is where you're meant to step in. So yeah, she kind of berates herself and uh, Mike heads off to find uh, Enid, who's actually Jess, who's actually Liz. This is a confusing (laughs) plan. Um, So he uh, he, he kind of like is is striding around the the, the crazy golf course trying to find her. And then it's like a fountain that's kind of going up and down and suddenly reveals quite dramatically Liz and Todd smooching the faces off each other. Um, And he's like, Enid! And then Todd sees real Enid and says, Enid, (laughs) the game's up. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> and Edith tells Mike she asked Liz to be Jess so he could see what Jessica's really like. But mm-hmm. it's like now she realizes it's just an old mess. And Mike says, you went to all this trouble to be with me. And Enid says she shouldn't have told him the truth. But she was afraid he wouldn't like her. Oh. And he says, but you're the only person I could tell my problems to. And what is it? This is genuinely sweet. Because she says well, she hopes today hasn't changed that. Um, because she wants to be there for him. And he wants that too. And they kiss. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, because even at one point, it's like, you're not disappointed that I don't look like Jessica. And he's like, you look perfect to me. And it's so lovely. And it's like, oh, you guys. It is genuinely cute. Very cute. Meanwhile, (laughs) Jessica is in a hot air balloon. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) Waiting for Mike. (laughs) But who should get in? The dream team. (laughs) Winston and Koichi. Winston as he's kind of clambering in he's like see she likes to pretend she's not in love with me and she's like what I'm not get out of here (laughs) but then he goes hey watch this and he does the like spinny pen thing because he finally figured out how to do it and this was an important B plot (laughs) good for you Winston he's one and then we hear somebody say hi Jessica and who could it be yeah so it's all the rest like Mike uh, Enid Todd and Liz all arrive on Mm -hmm. uh so Jessica's like, oh, there's Mike. Now get out of here. <laughs> but um, yeah, the balloon starts to take off. 
<laughs> and she does notice that Edith and, and uh, Mike are holding hands. Mm, yes. Very unimpressed with that. Yes. But uh, yeah, so she's, um, yeah, she's now trapped, <laughs> trapped in a hot air balloon with Winston and Koichi. And we're supposed to pretend this is a bad thing. Yes, because they all go <laughs> by, Jess. And Winston <laughs> says, don't worry you still have us for company Koichi how long does the flight last and Koichi says oh about four hours and so I don't say Jess screams the fool <laughs> yeah she literally screams in anguish and it's all a big like hilarious punishment to be stuck with two extremely attractive men in, in a hot air balloon I mean I wouldn't be mad about being in a hot air balloon I have to say but I'd be okay with the company for sure <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, so, uh, and that is the end of the episode. It's literally just a screaming face. Jessica's <laughs> screaming, uh, and we freeze frame. Yes. And again, yeah, it's like, what are you screaming about? This is great. This is a win for you. <laughs> well, we're loving the Koichi and Winston Dream Team. And uh, please, Pi Beta Alpha members, let us know if you love it as much because we always love hearing from you. And that's why we have to give an apology. Oh my god, yet another formal apology must be made because we fucked up again. <laughs> Laura Kate Diva told us on Instagram that after all our rage, well especially my rage, about <laughs> the use of Peggy as the girl who the girl who was going out uh, or after Todd mm. instead of a established character such as, for example, Amy Sutton. <laughs> um, apparently, according to uh, Laura Kate Diva and I believe her that in the book that this is based in there is a girl called Peggy Abbott who um, is trying to hook up with Todd yeah so it's actually totally accurate and we just <laughs> obviously hadn't read it in so long or didn't do our due diligence and have a little skim read of a, <laughs> of, of a book summary to uh, to cop the fact that Peggy Abbott is actually completely canon in, in this case oh my and, god uh, I'm so ashamed yeah. So there we go. Yeah, a proper that's a deep dive. Honestly, yeah. Uh, Laura Kate Diva also said, my theory as to why it wasn't Amy Sutton is that anyone who attempted to hook up with Todd would potentially incur a lot of hate from fans of the series. So it was easier to create a one shot character rather than potentially burn a member of the gang. Point in case, I still hate Devon Whitelaw. You guys will get there in the books. He's a while <laughs> off. Now, if I remember right, he's in senior year. or He's very late in the game. And he's like oh, okay. Liz's love interest with his extremely late 90s TV teen TV show name. <laughs> a lot of Devons, actually, yeah. I feel, that that's Devin is, yeah. And actually, speaking of uh, teen TV show names, there was, uh, Katie Longstreth pointed out that there was a note on the fridge. Again, the whiteboard had struck again, but uh, it just said Liz called Dylan. So she reckons it was an attempt at a <laughs> Sweet Valley slash 90210 crossover. <laughs> <laughs> they wish. Well, we also, oh my God, friend of the show, Neri, did a Sweet Valley um, bingo card, which is astonishing. It's stunning. Uh, in fact, it was done a little while ago and yeah. there's now an updated one. Yes. Uh, which is also great. Um, and actually the first one was reposted by our fave Enid, Amy Danlis, actually put it up on Instagram yeah. and uh, it also alerted Michael Pearl to the fact that we all fancy him. <laughs> so there was that Uh-oh. <laughs> He's on to us. <laughs> oh my God. But, um, it's so it's good. good oh my God. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's got cringy love banter, tick. Mm -hmm. Ace reporter Liz, not in this episode, but sidekick mm. Manny, 
Yes. Bruce is extra. Oh, tick, tick. Twin switch impersonation. Yes. Edith is adorable. Oh my God, all day long. Yes. Lila is our flat-faced fashion queen. Yes, always. Jessica Ski music. Yes. I'm going to kill that guy. Check and check. Yes. Sick burn. Always. Yes. Better than the book. Yes, probably because it has Koichi. Oh, yes, absolutely. Why is Winston so hot? Question, question mark. Yes. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> the Central Star montage. Oh, good. <laughs> mountain of chips. Now, I wasn't paying attention, but were they chips? Or were, was it a mountain of chips? Uh, just Liz's horrible chips. No, no, no. It was just regular plate of chips. Oh, okay. I feel like the, the Tower of Chips only seems to appear when, uh, when Bruce and Manny yeah, are on the scene. Good point. Mm. Side character from book. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> what the fuck is Jessica wearing? Yes. <laughs> Although it was Liz this time more so with that weird... Oh, that is true. Waistcoat, lace-up nonsense. Mm. <laughs> Actual book plot, yes. Mm-hmm. Deep cut, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jessica gets comeuppance, yes. <laughs> parents cameo, no. Mm, I love it. It's parents cameo, sort of. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a voice or a mention of. <laughs> yeah, or a note in the fridge. Activist Liz, No. Actual 90s band reference, no. Mm, not this time. Authentic 90s teen fashion. Usually from Enid, yeah, more so Enid than anybody else. Yeah, definitely more than anybody. She was wearing the flowery shirts and the plaid yeah. and uh, looking around authentic. Jessica shows actual heart, no. Mm, on occasion, but not this time. <laughs> where's insert side character from book? Well, we were thinking that because we are like, where's Amy Sutton? But then it turned out she wasn't actually, uh, She it was Peggy in the actual book. True. Yeah. So we can't really uh, hold that one, but um, yes, we uh, uh, a few um, people did say that uh, it was Claire Ph quoted about uh, Jessica or talked about Jessica's outfit and said very Miss Selfridge, but also nice to see her dressing like a teenager and not like she's on Wall Street as she did earlier in the episode. <laughs> very, very true. So a very good point. Oh God! Also, there was actually a great bit in the episode that uh, I only noticed earlier today uh, when I had literally thrown on the first few uh, minutes of it while I was just waiting to start recording and uh, completely randomly. So in the very start of this episode, when Winston is drinking his milkshake, there's some kind of like background voices that you can hear. And again, you wouldn't notice it the first time round, but this time, I don't know, because I was wearing headphones or something, I did. And I don't, I think it might be Lila's voice or it's just like random, you know, background chatter. But it's somebody saying, did you get a look at Amy Sutton's makeup <gasps> earlier? And someone else kind of going, yeah, it was hideous. It was so wrong with that outfit. Totally did not go. So Amy Sutton, oblique as it was, it was still a proper reference to a side character. And I was so excited. <laughs> I, When you told me this before we started recording, I was very excited and, and shame, ashamed that I had not noticed. Well, like, it was such a random, weird, like, I don't know how I, well, I don't know how I did notice it, to be honest, because mm. it's really not, unless you were listening out for it. I don't know. I obviously just heard the words Amy Sutton and I was like, wait, go back. What just happened here? Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot believe I didn't notice that. I feel ashamed of myself, yeah, frankly. But it's 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 very backgroundy. Like, it's it was so funny. That is nice. God. Very um, exciting. We love to see it. We do. Well, Pi Beta Alpha, Alpha members, we love you. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us. And we really appreciate you. Um donating to us every month and uh we you you're you are of course the wind beneath our wings so thank you so much 
Yeah. And we will see you all on the main feed next week for ugh, Tony Esteban. <laughs> but, oh my God, we will see you. <laughs> oh, what's the, you, I'm intrigued now. What's the, oh, okay. <laughs> have you seen it? I sure have. <laughs> so we had an Edith-centric episode this week. But as if that was not good enough. Mm. Next week. We will find out what happens when Lila's father forces her to work at the Moon Beach Cafe. Stunning. And she apparently pretends to be working class to start a relationship with delivery man Heath. (laughs) I mean, sold all day long. Love it. (laughs) And becomes a working girl. Fucking hell. Oh my God. (laughs) See you then, Pi Beta Alpha members. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.